Good afternoon, y'all. Great to see y'all today on this wonderful feast of uh, St. Matthew. Um, guys, Jesus' call of the apostles has always been one that fascinates me, right? I don't know if I would have called the ones that he called, right? I mean, I would have probably wanted to call, you know, some influential people, um, some people who had certain gifts, certain talents, you know, you got your vision, what you want to build, and so you kind of get the talents of the people that can build that for you, right? Jesus did the opposite. Jesus went around and called some guys that, man, they were rough, you know, and they were young, really. Have you ever thought about, were the apostles old men or were they young men? Well, more than likely they were young because they had to be at least younger than 33 because Jesus was the teacher and usually your disciples were younger than you. So you could probably be safe in saying that the disciples were probably in their 20s. Isn't that cool? And think about it, they have to be, right? Peter, in the, the year 33, is an, an apostle after Jesus' death. Well, he doesn't die until, you know, much later, probably after 70 A.D. when Jerusalem was destroyed. So it was in the 60s, probably. But anyway, so they had to have been kind of young, right, in order to get the church built. But Jesus goes around and just pulls these guys. And uh, for the most part, most of them were fishermen. They were rough, barley kind of guys. Um, but Matthew was a little different. Matthew was the tax collector. And I kind of feel bad for Matthew because there's only two people who's associated with their sins when they're named in the list of the apostles. The first one is Judas, the betrayer, the one who betrayed Christ. How would you like to be Judas? Like for the rest of eternity, I mean for the rest of the foundation of the world, every time someone read the calling of the twelve apostles, you're known as the one who betrayed Jesus. They're going to read it every time. And then all the other ones have nice little things. They're the son of Zebedee. Matthew, the tax collector. <laughs> His sin is associated with him until the end of the world. How would you like that? Mitch, the cheater. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that would be terrible. Um, and everybody gets to read it from one generation to the next. And, and it what's amazing is whenever Jesus calls the apostles, there's a simple invitation Follow me. Real simple. If you've ever watched the movie The Chosen, it's a fantastic television series that I would suggest everybody watch. In The Chosen, they show the call of the apostles, and when they get to Matthew, they show Matthew as this quirky, almost somewhat autistic type of a personality. And he's in the, in the tax collector's booth, and everybody hates him. Everybody. But he, he, especially Peter, Peter couldn't stand him in the show. And, but he shows where he's captivated by Jesus. And he keeps trying to see him and he climbs up onto a roof and he's looking and he's trying to hear Jesus and he sees these miracles. So it shows the, the beginning of Matthew's um, desire to know him, right? And I always thought that was interesting because this story doesn't make sense if Matthew wouldn't have heard something about Jesus. I mean, Matthew was the tax collector. If Jesus just walked up and just didn't introduce himself, didn't have any in, in, anything, and just said, hey, follow me, Matthew would have gone, wait, number one, who are you and where are we going? Right? So it presupposes and assumes that Matthew would have had some contact with Jesus. But that invitation, follow me, is really important. Follow me. And it says that he left everything. He left, I mean, tax collectors were wealthy. He left his wealth. He left his friends. He left his status. 
He left all those things and followed Jesus. And one thing I think is interesting, he didn't ask Jesus, well, where are we going? He just followed. You know, I think sometimes that's in, in my own life anyway, and maybe that's yours, because every Christian is presented with the same invitation. Follow me. Right? Wherever that's going to lead. And Jesus didn't tell Matthew where they were going. He didn't tell Matthew, uh, well, follow me. We're going we're gonna to end up going um, on a cool journey. We're going to have some campfires. We're going we're gonna to talk. We're going to laugh. You're going to see a lot of miracles. You're going to see people raised from the dead. You're going to see people healed. You're going to see demons come out of people. And oh, by the way, you're going to have that power too. You're going to expel demons and you're going to heal people. Like that would have probably gotten me kind of fired up. But what he didn't tell Matthew was like, Matthew, hey, I know you're probably 20-something years old, but I'm just letting you know you're going to end up at some point going to Ethiopia to bring the gospel there. And it's there that you're going to be stabbed to death, not die, and then beheaded. Come on, buddy, let's go. Right? <laughs> yeah, like sometimes... <laughs> Like, Jesus doesn't show us everything. Just like in marriage, you gave your life to your husband, to your, to your wife, and not knowing what the full picture was going to be. Why? Because you were just in love. And so you did it. And you said, whatever comes our way, we're going to see it through because I love. Well, Jesus expects the same thing. He says, follow me. And he doesn't give us the whole picture. But it's follow me in love, knowing that I'm going to follow him because I love him. And I know he's going to lead me to the best path. What is that path? The path to eternal life. That's, that's the path He wants us to go on. And He will choose different vocations for each of us in order to get us to heaven. True. But He wants us to follow Him. N not get in front of me. Not even get on the side of me. It's follow. Right? And I think that's a super important distinction for us is that I've got to follow him everywhere he goes and not have this dual mind of, okay, Lord, like Saint, like Matthew, right? Okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you, but every now and again, I still got to go to work and I've got to like leave your presence and go steal money from people. No, Matthew had to have a complete conversion. He had to leave one crowd and follow Jesus and not have this group of friends that I can still sin with and this group that I'm evangelizing with. There was no duplicity in Matthew. He had to follow Jesus. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Right? And wherever that led him. Ultimately, led him to martyrdom. Right? And so this is our invitation too today. Jesus is asking each of us today, follow me. And it's just our call to follow. To say, yes Lord, I will go. Wherever you lead me, I will go, right? And not try to figure it out too much. And he's going to speak to your heart in that invitation. Where he wants you to go, he's going to speak to the heart. You've got to spend that time in prayer listening to him, encountering Jesus. Because if Matthew would have never encountered Jesus and believed in him and loved him, he would have never followed and he would have never gone to Ethiopia and brought the church to an extremely remote area. Right? And given his life there. And so we have the apostles there to be great examples to us of what that means to follow Jesus, to trust him with everything in our lives, um, and know that he's going to be right there with us. Right? He goes before us. That should give us great consolation.
He's not willing to go anywhere where He's not yet gone before us. And so let us trust that the Lord is right there with us. We're following Him and we're asking Him that question, Lord, where do you want me to go? I will follow if you will send me. Amen.